The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered cold-filtered, and cold-packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. U.S. Bank wants to know how you reward yourself. Because they have cards that make every day more rewarding. Are you a points order? Cashback guru? Low intro APR lover? With U.S. Bank, it's up to you. Because they have the cards to fit your lifestyle. So earn more whether you're shopping at a gas station or grocery store. Even while planning a staycation. Learn more at usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. Welcome to the Roadwire Prospect Podcast, brought to you by FanDuel. Clay Link here with lead prospect writer James Anderson. We're going to be talking, James, about your latest Farm Futures article. Also, talking about some of the pickups from the Roadwire Dynasty Invitational and TG, TDGX. So, yeah, uh, the other Dynasty League that you're in. Uh, but what's up, man? How you doing? I'm good, man. This was. Uh Fun day of baseball watching in the office. Acuna and Albies both doing their thing still, and uh, you know, loving loving day baseball on a Thursday. Yeah, absolutely. I also forgot to mention, but you did recently finish an update of the top four hundred on the site. We will check out some of the risers and fallers from that. But yeah, Acuna and Albies, man, Albies, we've talked about a lot on various platforms, but the Acuna hot streak to start his MLB career is really encouraging. I think he's like a top 40 player rest of season. I <laughs> I think it's it's right around there, yeah. And Albies is probably a top 25 player rest yeah. of season. So 
Um, bat speed on a guy, guy that size. I'm so jealous of Braves fans. I mean, my, my team's in fine shape compared to a lot of teams, but uh, just having all these guys just kind of breaking out together has got to be so fun. Yeah. And I do want to... First plays. Oh, yeah. I mean, their their offense is just humming right along. Uh, I want to throw some shade on myself quickly for going gutsy and starting Michael Kopech this past week in stake over reliever Drew Steckenrider and over another stash, Mike Soroka. Picked the wrong stash to, oh, no. to go out on a limb and try it out there. But hey, I've taken some zeros, too. I had Rich Hill in my lineup this past week. Soroka, Soroka looked great in his start. I'm really just pumped to see him up. He's one of my favorite pitchers to watch uh, pitch among yeah, the prospects. He looks really polished for a guy that age and looks like, you know, they know they have Anibal Sanchez coming back, but you, you got to just see what this kid can do, I mean, especially given the hot start for the team. I mean, you can, as you said to me just on Slack the other day, to see how far this young core can take you. Yeah, I, I can't really see any logical reason for not leaving Soroka up unless he just completely goes into the tank over his next few starts. But I, I don't see that happening, and, and this is a rare – 20 year old pitching prospect who doesn't need his innings monitored really. I mean, he built up for in his age 19 season, he built up a 150 plus inning workload last year. So uh, they, they might be able to just let him go the rest of the way. Yeah. And I'll throw some more shade on myself. I mean, because it's kind of fun, but honestly, you know, I was getting some credit for, Oh, you know, you were all over Albies and I was early on in draft season, but at the end I kind of just cowered out a little bit, wussed out, uh, a variation of, of wuss um, <laughs> and didn't end up with as many shares as I should have, especially given how high I had him. But in the auctions I was in, you know, he got pushed up to like 25 or so and I just couldn't find, couldn't push myself to go higher. So I, you know, I'm getting a lot of, getting some credit anyway uh, from people, but it's kind of misplaced because I didn't, didn't follow my own advice in every league. Yeah. It's, it's tough in an auction because like, I think it's a lot easier to kind of get your guy in a snake, yeah. but in an auction, you're kind of more price uh, conscious of, of what, what values you had on guys going into the auction. Yeah, and so much is about dynamics. Right. Who uh, you have at certain points. I mean, we have, you and I probably have plenty of LB shares between the two of us combined. So yeah, I have several. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's not like we're missing out all over the place, but it'd be nice to have more. It'd be nice to have 100%. Acuna exposure, 100% yeah. Albies exposure, but you can't really do that. Yeah, like the Great Fantasy Baseball Invitational. I know you have them. I don't. Online Championship, I don't have them there either. Those are the two leagues where I really have a lot of regret. Yeah, I have I have Acuna and Albies in the Beat James Anderson League, and I have just Albies. I had to choose between Albies and Acuna in TGFBI and feel good about the Albies choice, but it was, it was definitely painful getting sniped on Acuna that following round. Yeah, absolutely. I... Hopefully Soroka gets another start. I think we can both take advantage in but, our leagues of that. I mean, you should you should definitely. I, I think I can't think of anyone who is louder earlier about Albies than you were. We were first pitch Arizona, yeah. and that was early November. And I I think you took him in like the eighth round, and we went outside. We took like a mid draft break, and we went outside, and like. People were just like, yeah, Clay just really reaching in there on Albies. Like people were already kind of dogging you for yeah. for being all over Albies in in early November. And how do you like me now? How do you like me now? 
<laughs> no, but again, then I just kind of just lost my spine, I guess. And like in Tout Wars, head to head, Spore, you know, Spore, I was fighting him, fighting him, and I just backed out. I shouldn't have backed out at like 22 or whatever. That's like a 12 man league with pitching really pushed well, up but i should have just kept going uh speaking of wussing out and backing out i mean you you uh strong armed me out of acuna in stake league so yes, I, I, I had mean, to do that. i just live living with so many regrets <laughs> in that league right now yeah i was looking how did neither of us end up with with acuna or i'm sorry with albies in that that league i looked at these on shannon McEwen's team just so it's much so much wuss going on between the two of us there i mean that one i think it had maybe gotten to a point where I just had so many Albies shares that I just was kind of, cause I, no matter how much I like a guy, I've never really tried to get one player in every, every single yeah, league. Exactly. Just, it feels dangerous, you know, not necessarily mm-hmm. even just for performance risk, but just health risk. Like if you have a guy that you took in the top six or seven rounds in every single league and he misses the whole year, then you're kind of screwed. Yeah, I do. I am fortunate to have Albies several spots, including in this, you know, NL only um, kind of hometown league, which I know about half the people in there, but uh, it's, it's kind of organized through a friend and I am the defending champion and it's now turning into a keeper league starting next year. So I feel good to, to have that piece. Uh, carrying my team, absolutely, right now. But let's talk about your latest article, James, up on the site, rotowire.com slash pod for free 10-day trial if you do not have a subscription. Uh, 10 days on us, no strings attached. You don't have to put in a credit card number or anything. Uh, so check out all of James's work. And you're looking at breakout hitters in this week's article. Some interesting names, guys who may not be you know all that highly touted. You may not see them up all that high in your overall top 400, but making some waves and maybe could get a look at some point this season. Oscar Mercado would need a lot of things to break right for him to get a look, but what's he doing that's really caught your eye? Really, it's it's hard to find a, a flaw in his uh, – Just, I mean, I haven't seen him live this season, but, I, I mean, he – everything kind of – he's checking all the boxes. The approach looks great. Uh, he's hitting for power. He, he's kind of a, a, uh, a slim – long lever type of guy but it's it's a really whippy bat and he and he's been generating a lot of pull side power with it so far this season and he's got plus speed and the success rate wasn't wasn't great last year but it was right around Ronald Acuna's success rate and right around his attempts and and successes on the base paths and he's carried that over this year uh, about 70 percent success rate on the bases and he's one of their best center fielders like Tommy Pham might be the best center fielder that they have but if he were to miss time and they didn't want to move Dexter Fowler to center Mercado might be the guy that might be his avenue for 2018 value but you're right he's he's blocked by you know Tyler O'Neill, Harrison Bader both clearly ahead of him I think on the organizational depth chart uh, in large part due to their experience edge over Mercado at triple a and you know I I think you can make a case for certainly preferring Mercado over Bader and I if you if you really value speed I think you can make a case for preferring Mercado to O'Neal he's certainly going to be a better real life defender than O'Neal not as much power obviously but he might have the edge everywhere else so uh, he's at triple a he's got plus speed average power 
those guys are rarely available as widely as Mercado's available right now. So I would definitely take a look and see if he's out there in your dynasty league. Interesting. Yeah, not a guy that I know a ton about, but the, the numbers certainly warrant some attention. And Tyler O'Neill, man, I was thinking about dropping him in our 18-team, or I guess it's 17-team staff keeper too. I activated him from a minor league spot just because I was in a pinch and needed a, a warm body, but uh, can't give the guy away and figure it might just be time to cut bait. <laughs> well, I remember in we were in the Arizona Fall League and I saw Mercado. Uh, I was like, "Hey, Clay, this guy's this guy's really fast. Like, this guy's a little interesting." And I think he like struck out on like three pitches, and then I was just like, oh, "Yeah, yeah." I'm whatever. sure that made a big impression on me because <laughs> you know, what I see plays a huge role. No, I, I tried to eliminate that, but it's true. You know I, what you see in the Fall League, what we see in like a couple game samples, sticks with me probably too much, and I try to. Try to shake some of that, but it's kind of hard. This next guy, really interesting what he's doing, Kristen Stewart. And full disclosure, I'm going to be going hard after this stash <laughs> in, in stake leagues. I need some power. It's where, where I'm really hurting. And Kristen Stewart, 177 WRC plus right now. Uh, really pretty impressive. Five homers in, in 23 games at AAA. But it's really the, the plate skills, the contact and the – patients that are really uh crazy what is he doing that's driving this change it's it's really remarkable i i can't remember a guy i mean it, this is up there kind of with what josh naylor's doing is one of the more pleasantly surprising starts to the season that i can recall because you know coming into the year i wrote his outlook i just said this is a one tool guy like it's it's power and really nothing else like there there's some uh obp potential if you played in a points league or on base percentage league but for roto purposes to me he was just kind of a power only guy coming into the year and there was a pretty lengthy track record of that being the case and then all of a sudden he jumps to triple a and i kind of if anything would have expected him to really kind of slump out of the gates against triple a pitching his first crack at that but he you know he's cut his strikeout rate from he was always kind of a mid-20s strikeout rate guy now it's it's under 17 percent which is actually above average and he's kept the walk rate in the double digits uh and he's hitting the ball to all field it's a it's a true all fields approach right now i mean it he's really you know if if we flash forward say like three four weeks from now and and all this stuff is kind of constant with him i mean he's gonna continue to rise and i think you're you're wise to go after that stash because man there's there's nobody blocking him in detroit right now no i'm and miggy's hurt and vmart hurt yeah well. and stewart is a is a really poor defender in the outfield so designated hitter obviously is a an avenue for him i moved him from outside my top 100 up to 64th overall one of the bigger climbers into the top 100 on this last update and uh do quickly want to mention that our tech department was uh finally able to add the movement arrows that a lot of you've been asking for over the past year or two and so you can see that there are two green arrows next to christian stewart's name indicating that he has been one of the bigger risers uh, oh wow so that's awesome man you told me about that but i hadn't actually seen it 
Yeah, it's, it's really cool. Yeah, it's super cool. I mean, you, you'll be able to just go right in and, and quickly see who the guys that are, are moving way up and, and moving down. Uh, you know, it's not, it's obviously there are a lot of things that go into it. Like a, a guy might have a, a downward arrow and it's only because he was just passed by enough guys that it makes it seem like he's moving down. But um, yeah, Christian Stewart definitely, you know, stock way, way up. I think he's, I didn't think we were going to see him till maybe July this year, just because I didn't think he would get off to this kind of start at triple a, but yeah, he could be up. He could be up any week now. And the tigers are such a team where they can, they can kind of let him go out there and, and work through some struggles. They have more wins. than I think that if they were being honest, would probably like to have right now. So uh, Mm. might not be a bad idea to, to get him some reps. Yeah, this guy's always had really impressive power. Never had an ISO below two hundred five. No, at any stop. Now you had some contact to the mix, and you know factor in the new Major League Baseball, and oh yeah, be pretty exciting. I mean, he, I, if, I mean, he's got way more uh, raw power and apparent contact skills right now than a guy like Matt Olson did last year. So he, it wouldn't surprise me at all if he ends up. Uh, being a being a pretty solid earner, especially in in deeper leagues, and that that stash price is just creeping up as we talk. Um, <laughs> not going to be able to help myself tonight. You need so. power, and I just need everything. So I'm going to have to find <laughs> a way to to spread it out, spread out the stash. Oh, that's a good idea. I've already <laughs> gone way too aggressive with my fab so far. Uh, Keaton Middleton now on the DL that hurts. At least I do have Bueller. That should should help for a little while. Uh, with Ryu out, sounds like he'll be in there pretty much full time for a while until he hits that innings cap. But Southern League breakout, Nick Solak, uh, you say here that it's kind of cheating a little bit because he's pretty much rostered in most uh, serious dynasty leagues. But uh, what's he doing right now that's kind of caught your eye? He's just, it's the, the approach, the hit tool. Uh, the Southern League just didn't really give me a ton to choose from in terms of guys that have. Uh, really caught my eye and whether they're doing something different to to increase their stock but yeah he's he's walking at a 15 percent clip striking out 20 percent of the time hitting over 300 I mean that's that's what he was doing kind of in the lower levels he got to double a last year when he was still in the Yankees system and uh, the approach uh, fell apart a little bit but he's he's back at it and you know it's the Rays so hell they might keep him at double a all season who knows but uh i i think if if i had to bet on what their double play tandem's going to be uh of the future i think it's going to be willie adamas and nick solak nice we'll talk about your prediction for your next uh predicted call up but i'm guessing it's not willie adamas no i he's i think the safe bet with adamas is just first week of june once that Super two deadline is is safely passed. I think yeah, that's when he'll be. Up. Team. Although Daniel Robertson's doing pretty well. I mean, he's going to be worth it though. Like he he's really had that breakout. I mean, I feel like for the past couple of years, people have constantly been sort of questioning where I've had Adamus ranked, and he's finally starting to put it together. Uh, really excited for him to get the call. I would not definitely can't cut him loose right now, but don't expect him to be up till June. Nice Texas League breakout, Sean Murphy. But I want to jump to the Eastern League. Kevon, is it Kevon Biggio? I don't know how to Cabin? Cabin? I don't know. Yeah, it's probably Kevin. I have a tendency to uh, over 
overanalyze some names, but Kevin sounds good. You do point out here that, uh, and you link to a Keith Law tweet that, that also noted it, but a lot of this production early on, a product of the environment a bit, but is he also showing real signs of growth with the skill set? Yeah, I, I mean, it wouldn't be hard for him to show signs of growth because this is a guy that's 23 and really hasn't had a remarkable season as a pro prior to this year. Uh, you know, old for the level type of guy came into the year with just 11 pro homers in almost 180 games. And he's already got six so far in 20 games at double A. Uh, the approach is great. Uh, the strikeout rate, I think, is possibly going to be an issue though when he gets to triple a and the big leagues i i think a lot of this is just a veteran hitter who's a little old for the level kind of taking advantage of some uh mediocre pitching some advantageous hitting conditions i mean he's really he's really trying to show power to the pull side right now uh I think he's he's moved up. I think he's around 200 overall, maybe a little outside the top 200 for me right now. Uh, and that's I think that's fair. I think if you're really just looking at the the stats and saying this is a guy that I need to go add right now, I think that you're kind of overreacting to a small sample. But uh, certainly a, a noteworthy prospect, a guy that should be considered in deeper leagues. Yeah, no relation, right, that I can tell to Craig Biggio. So oh. does, does not have that pedigree from what i can tell uh or am i mistaken no he he's he's craig's son oh is he yeah oh nice i was that's, looking at baseball reference i didn't see that that's just uh the the blue jays are really uh really valuing bloodlines man they i like that man I, yeah that's kind of paid off for me just in some keeper leagues like bichette tatis it's it's awesome that biggio vlad and bichette are all on the same team yeah that's really sweet yeah, they really need to add that on here, baseball reference. Maybe I'm just missing it. But that's pretty important. MILB.com does a pretty good job of having that relationship thing covered uh, Nice in that, in that homepage. Well, I stand corrected. Thank you for that. Florida State League, this is nice to see. Tyler Stevenson, a guy who's looking like a bust as a first-round pick, but taking some steps forward, how much are you buying in? I'm buying in a decent amount. I moved him into the top 200 and that's saying a lot for a catcher who's below double a uh but yeah he's got the pedigree we always knew that there was some pretty solid raw power there uh even when he was an amateur he's got a big arm uh and the plate skills are really impressive he's age appropriate it it looks like a legitimate breakout and i think you got to kind of just trust that the, the pedigree and hit the fact he's finally healthy. I think he dealt with wrist issues uh, for the better part of last season and, and uh, was banged up with something else. I think the year before too. Now he, it seems like he's just finally healthy and coming into his own. I'm, I'm excited about Stevenson. If I was a Reds fan, uh, man, the, that part of the future can't get there soon enough, just given what they're doing behind the plate right now. Man, that's really good to hear. I, I need something to hold on to. That's for damn sure. <laughs> Quick note, fantasy baseball fans, spring training is underway in the regular season. What am I doing? <laughs> this, this read, man. We need a fresh read. This is not get my somebody fault. get this guy a fresh read. Get me a fresh read here, people. <laughs> fantasy baseball fans, spring training is long over. And uh, with baseball season comes FanDuel, offering the most exciting ways to play fantasy baseball. No matter what you're looking for, FanDuel, the excitement of fantasy baseball 
without the full season grind. Something for everyone. Tons of different contests to choose from. Starting at just 25 cents. Just pick a contest, choose your team, enjoy watching your results in real time. James, we have the Rotowire uh, Baseball Championship as part of, of FanDuel, the Expert Challenge. You and I taking down one and two last night. It's nice to have James Paxton and our own secret weapon, which I can't really talk about. Uh, but I mean, we he unleashed it on the on the group. If only the public contests were as easy as the Rotowire staff <laughs> contest. Let me just say that. <laughs> yeah, we'd both be pretty much racking in the dough. Although I had a pretty rough start uh, to this one. I am doing good, good in Tout Daily somehow. I mean, that won't last. But um, you know, just trying to learn. And we are doing. I know you've you finished like top three, like what three of the five weeks or something. Uh, it's been five weeks already. Um, I know like I've got I've got three top three finishes. Yeah, jeez. Um, look, three top three already. Hey, look. <laughs> <laughs> that means I think you get like every top five finish gets an entry into the the final one. Oh, I'm sure I'll lay an egg in that one. I mean, I oh. do have a I do have one of the four or five weeks or whatever I was below I filled out a, a legitimate lineup and I don't think I got to ninety points. So uh anything can happen. Week well, to week. Well we have several more qualifiers to enter that go to fanduel.com slash RWBC. Uh get a chance to take us on in the uh, championship at the end of the year. And to play against your friends for bragging rights or play against the millions in the public for cash prizes you can do so at Fandle.com. To take advantage of our special offer for new users, sign up today at Fandle.com slash RW. You'll get a free six-month Rotowire subscription, which will help you give you all the tools you need to be successful with your first deposit on Fandle. Just visit Fandle.com slash RW. Void where prohibited. Gavin Lux, James, the Dodgers. I think Dodgers fans, like Reds fans, need a little bit of hope right now. Uh, what does Gavin Lux bring? You know, this is the one that I, the numbers look great and I'm just, I, I'm a little worried that it might be kind of fool's gold. It, it is in the Cal league, but you know, Lux is still just 20. He, he was the 20th overall pick in 2016. Might not stick at shortstop, but he could definitely handle second base and he's a plus runner and he's showing really good plate skills, hitting 326. Uh you know, 141 WRC plus this is by far his best season to date as a pro. And maybe it's a breakout. Maybe it's just the Cal league. Uh, but I, I'm, I'm into it. I mean, it, it's, it's a guy that, that is going to play at a, at a valuable position. It's going to give you the, the steals. I think he could be a 15 to 20 steal guy. Uh, you know, maybe hits further down in the order, maybe hits like six or seventh, and maybe has a hard time cracking the Dodgers lineup. Maybe he's trade bait or something like that. But uh, he's not dead. Like, you, you can't really forget about this guy just yet. He's possibly having a breakout year. I moved him, I think, up to around 200 overall. So um, a legit prospect still. Nice. Well, there's several other guys you wrote up. We won't really have time to get to all of them. But do you want to shout out anybody in particular? Uh. Yeah, so let me just pull this up. I was working off some. Okay, yeah. Uh, my guy, I got I to gotta give my boy Demi Orimaloy with the Brewers uh, a nod here. He's He's been, uh, 
his bat has stayed hot since I wrote about him a couple of days ago. He's hitting even better than he was at the time of the article. And he's a little old. He's 21. But uh, my preseason prediction on him was that he was going to be this year's Monty Harrison, where, you know, going back to single A again, he something finally clicks and those tools, those really loud tools start to play in games. And I think he's he's going to force a promotion to high A here pretty soon. Two home runs, six steals for Demi, but the key stat is the strikeout rate is under 20%, which is allowing him to hit for a pretty high average. And this guy is just a physical specimen. He's, I mean, he's, he's built like an NFL tight end, but he's also a above-average runner, at least for now, which is just all kinds of fantasy upside if, if he can uh, keep on this track right now. He's from Canada, so that I mean that's kind of a reason to give him a little bit of a pass for still being 21 years old. Didn't wasn't playing against anywhere near the type of competition most guys are when he was an amateur. Uh, but man, this when a guy like this with with these kinds of tools gets off to a hot start, you kind of have to act quickly in dynasty leagues before everyone kind of figures it out. And I would recommend scooping him up in anywhere where 200 prospects are rostered. Speaking of hot starts, Nick Kingham off to a crazy start to his major league career. Did he take that no-no or perfect game in like the seventh or whatever? Yeah. It was crazy. Uh, you know, he was a kind of a fatigue guy who had fallen on your list a decent ways, but you still had him on there. I just think what's really interesting about Kingham is the fact that he just started throwing that slider just within the past month or so, and that kind of changes things because pass indicators – I don't know how much you can lean on him because the pitch mix is different now. Yeah, and he's got I mean he's got size. He's he's six six, two twenty five, he's got a you know, ninety-three, ninety-four mile an hour fastball. Uh you know, not a guy that I even think anyone was wrong about. Like for like you said, I mean he was twenty six years old coming into the year and was kind of mediocre at triple A last year. I missed a lot of time with, with Tommy John surgery a couple of years ago, but uh He's probably owned. I think if you're listening to this podcast, I can't imagine he would still be available in really any kind of format. Yeah, probably not after last weekend. And the Rotowire Dynasty Invitational saw him go for a 16, which was the exact price I had on him. Uh, I was a little bit higher in the standing, so I did not get him. But did you have a, a pretty hefty bid on Kingdom? I think we threw like 14 or 15 on him. Yeah. Uh, didn't, you know, we weren't expecting to get him. Uh, we're that's a league where we've kind of burned through some fab. So fab is pretty valuable to us right now. Uh, would have been happy to end up with them, but we we actually, you know, Ian's really into Caleb Smith, and I, I'm the more I look into him, I'm I'm kind of into that too. So we were happy to end up with him as kind of a consolation prize there. Interesting. Not a guy I was really on just because the the walk issues earlier this season, but. You know, if you guys are on him, I'm going to have to give him a second look. But other pickups from the Dynasty Invitational, Daniel Palka, three bucks only. He's got some pop. I kind of like this pickup. Yeah, he's he. You know, he's lucky to be a White Sox. I don't think he'd be getting much of a look on on a lot of teams because it's kind of a offense only, like D like low end DH type of profile that the White Sox seem to have uh, a lot of guys that sort of fit that description, but. Uh, he's going to strike out a lot. I don't think he's going to hit for a particularly high average, but he could get you a kind of a cheap 20, 25 homers. Nice. Well, any other pickups that caught your eye from your two dynasty leagues? 
Uh, you know, <laughs> Jazz Chisholm with the Diamondbacks. Was That's not a real player. That's not a real name. <laughs> well, it's short for Jess Rado Chisholm. Okay. Um, but he he was picked up for a buck in TGGX, and I I whiffed on that one. I I definitely should have put in a bid there. He's one of the bigger risers on my top four hundred. Moved up to around one fifty overall. Uh, he's got you know he, he's really aggressive at the plate. So there's some strikeout issues that might might rear their head, but. Uh, potential for plus power at shortstop is is certainly attractive so that was a that was a good bit pickup in tdgx nice i picked up matt sour a couple weeks ago <laughs> just because i needed a, a minor leaguer to plug in as i graduated uh, a big leaguer we'll see about him long ways off but i uh, just needed a guy to plug one of those spots but other risers and fallers i noticed sour was a faller but um that was kind of a te- with with a lot of these guys I mean, it's not going to be perfect, yeah. the, the arrow system, but, you know, if you're not pitching and you're waiting for the rookie leagues to open, yeah. you're just going to end up being a faller when... You're just going to get passed over, right, I guess. Right, exactly. Well, one guy who caught my eye, and he was asked about in the comments section of your articles, John Duplantier, Duplantier, as I like to call him. <laughs> I uh, think you should stick with that, man. <laughs> I should. Just <laughs> stand my ground, dig my heels in. I think that may be the way to go. So I think if, whenever you have the opportunity to add a French spin to a last name, I think you should yeah, just go for it. Just it just sounds more distinguished. Yeah. But he's been jumping up already at 82 on the top 400. A good start. And the, the question that was asked was, you know, given the issues in that Arizona rotation right now, multiple injuries, could we see Duplantier later this season? What do you think? It's possible. I, I don't think it's imminent. I mean, they've... They were the guy's old enough to be in the big leagues. He's going to turn twenty four in in July, but just made a second start at Double A. He's dominant right now. Uh, I think it, it's not going to be long until we see him really get tested in the Pacific Coast League. But uh, I don't think a big league call up is particularly imminent. I could see it happening maybe around the All Star break, but probably not before then. Very nice, Corey Ray falling back down. What have you? Uh... So I know you were kind of coming back in on Ray at one point in the off season, but are you kind of looking at the production so far and just losing faith? Uh, he's he got passed by some guys. He got off to a hot start, cooled off quite a bit. Um, you know, I think he could really benefit from a trade, but uh, I think the Brewers wanted to kind of try to get his value back up there before doing that. Uh, I'm not. I wouldn't say I'm like out on him or anything. He just he got passed by some guys. Yeah, this is really cool. Just seeing the green arrow up, multiple green arrows, and the red arrows. This is really cool. I'm glad this was added. Props to our tech crew. Um, anybody else that you really were kind of wrestling with in their ranking? Uh, you know, catcher. Catcher is just such an interesting position and kind of a kind of a pain in the ass. If I'm being honest, uh, you know, you have guys. Like Andrew Knizer with the, the Cardinals is just he's kind of got a flawless offensive profile right now, but he's behind Yadi Molina. Obviously, he's behind Carson Kelly at least for now. He, he might end up passing Kelly, but both those guys are better defensive catchers than he is. And it's just like, how do you rank a guy like that where they can hit, but can they really play that position? Like we've talked about this 
ad nauseum with Francisco Mejia, the Indians, really tough to rank catchers who can really hit and might not be able to be above average defenders at their position. Um, Corbin Martin, uh, I think he was a man, where do you go in the draft? I want to say like second round, maybe third round to the Astros. He's just joined your boy Griffin Canning at double A along with Kyle Wright, I believe, as the only three pitchers from last year's class to get to double A. He has not he didn't allow a run in four starts at high A. Uh this looks like it might just be another great scouting find by the Astros. I moved him up inside the top one fifty. I don't even think he was in the top three hundred on the last up, update, so he definitely has a couple green arrows next to his name. But I would just recommend, you know, everyone go in there and you can finally uh, see what I did. You can get to see. see I, I have to show my work now a little bit, and it's uh, it's definitely uh, going to be a useful and popular tool. I think. Yeah, just nice seeing it at a glance. You know, and not, I mean, I think most of us who follow your work have an idea, but just good to see at a glance the risers and fallers. One guy who's not moved, not budged with this latest update, uh, despite the fact that he has not played a game so far this season is Edwin Rios. And I just think he's interesting because this team is struggling. Uh, you know, my stash senses <laughs> are on high alert. I would kind of be interested, but it's just not playing right now. He's a little dinged up still. And he, the defensive ability is pretty limited. So it's just going to be hard to find a spot for him. But the guy's 24, pretty advanced bat. Yeah, I like Rios' bat a lot. I think it's legit. He's... Just really blocked, though. They they have so much outfield depth mm-hmm. that even when they lose Puig and have to move Chris Taylor to the infield, it still feels like they might have too many guys in that outfield. And so I don't see why you would move Bellinger to make room for Rios. Uh, maybe they get creative. Maybe they just bring Rios up. Like Once he gets healthy, if he's just clearly not learning anything at AAA – and just needs a challenge. Maybe they just let him hang out on the bench and find a way to get him like one or two starts a week at first base and give him at bats off the bench, that type of thing. But really think he's probably going to need a trade or a Bellinger injury to get regular playing time. Yeah, that's unfortunate, but probably the case. Well, great stuff as always, James. Who uh, is your pick? We'll see if we can get this. Uh, This is your first official pick. So we'll see if we can get this streak started after your crazy run last year. An absolute heater last season but who's your pick uh for the next player to get called up all right uh and i i want to do i kind of want to make sure that these are picks where it's like he comes up and is a guy that you need to go add like Mm -hmm. it's what's the point of calling guys that you know could come up and just not play a ton or whatever Mm -hmm. uh I did whiff on the, the Kopech one last week. As I said, I should have just gone with my boy, Mikey Soroka. Well, uh, you did say that, I think, or I forget who. Well, I, I didn't call. I, I mean, I, I've been saying for a while that like Soroka is yeah. a good stash. Uh, I mean, he, he if you were listening to me, you would definitely had him stashed already, but uh, thought Kopech would get the call, and then Kopech goes out and has his worst start of the year at AAA. Still not a bad start, but... Um, not sure when he'll be up. My pick this week, though, is Roman Quinn with the Phillies. Nice. Uh, he's a big riser. He jumped into the top 100 on the this most recent update. I think him and Nick Williams might just sw- swap spots. 
you could see Nick Williams, you know, he's kind of scuffling at the plate right now. I don't think it would be the worst thing to, to kind of give him a dose of reality, send him down, get him every day playing time. And Quinn is, you know, kind of quietly. I haven't, I haven't seen many people talking about him, but he's putting together one of his best uh, minor league seasons right now at AAA. He's making contact a decent clip. Uh, already has 10 stolen bases on 11 attempts in 19 games. If he comes up, and even if he's only, you know, even if he's only starting four or five days a week, I think he's a must-add in fifteen-team mixers and, and deeper, just because of that speed. Like he, he really is kind of Malik Smith two Where if he stays healthy and just got to, I don't know, like four hundred plate appearances, I think he could steal forty bases. So nice. uh, Roman Quinn, I think is is going to be up sooner than later and he'll he'll be my pick this week sounds good man i know they were they planned him in other positions um i think they moved they moved into right field which okay. makes some sense yeah, so, because yeah. they would that's where he would play and he's not a better defender i don't think than odabel herrera even though he is that fast yeah speed's so hard to find you know i have like ender and Ciarte in one league if it weren't for him i'd be like bottom third of the league you know it's just so concentrated among a select few players um, and if you can get one of those guys who comes up and really is a, an anchor in that category, that's pretty nice. I'm a little surprised you did not go with Willie Calhoun, although, man, they really don't seem to want him in Texas. Yeah, I think I think they actually might be working on some things with him at the plate. Uh, I think they're trying to stress hitting the ball the other way a little bit more than he's used to right now. At least that's kind of what I just briefly – that was my brief uh, hypothesis after looking at his uh, production so far. So, and I didn't realize that John Daniels actually did say just the other day that they have no immediate plans to promote him. So. Yeah, you guys, stop asking me when Willie Calhoun's going to be up. Just go ask John Daniels. He'll tell you. Yeah, and, that's pretty nice of him to just yeah. to kind of take that heat upon himself. Yeah. Take it off of you. Yeah. Thanks, John. <laughs> I'm sure he's listening. Um, Dustin Fowler's another guy. He's really caught fire. He'll be up soon. Yeah. That, that actually would have been a better pick. I, I should have gone Fowler. I'll stick with Quinn, but Fowler, I mean, I'll, I'll give you, hey, I'll give you two for the price of one. Yeah, I think Fowler's going to be up one. before next episode, too. You As, know, if one of the two comes up within the next week, it's going to count in your it's favor. It's going to count. We're trying to get this <laughs> snowball rolling. Uh, you know, friend of, the, friend of the show, friend of the site, Melissa Lockhart, I saw her say on Twitter last night that there's really no reason for Jake Smolinski to still be up and that him and uh, Fowler should switch spots mm-hmm. ASAP and I think that she's dead on there. Yeah, Fowler, three twenty four, three fifty one, four ninety five. For a guy like that to be slugging almost five hundred. Yeah, what's he got? Like eight steals too? Yeah. So. And that's pretty exciting. I could really use him in labor in a couple other deep leagues. That could be pretty nice. Uh well James, great stuff. We really appreciate your insight as always. We have our next um I don't know, the next entry I guess into our top 20 collab lists number 16 on our respective lists uh, i got a song that i don't even know if you've heard maybe you have maybe you haven't but i'm going to go with a song entitled what a job by Devin the dude soup ah. dog and andre 3000 really a good song and you know, it was kind of in my college years where i was uh, really into that that album and i just think that you know andre's verse Devin on the vocals, Snoop, with kind of the the late hurrah Snoop. I consider Snoop to be kind of done, like 
five years ago. At least. Of, yeah, at least in terms of making music, but he still brought it in this one, and uh, it's got to have a place on my list. Have you heard that one? I have not, but I, I'm i digging that trio. I might have to give that a listen. That's, that's you, know what, you knew a Devin song was making my list. And I don't want people to think, like, you know, I, Snoop is super washed as a rapper, but that doesn't mean I don't listen to a ton of... Um, Old school stuff. I mean, I and I even probably am, am more generous than most in terms of how deep into his career I'm willing to listen. So uh, if you put Snoop and and Three Stacks and Devin the Dude on a track, I'll, I'll check that out for sure. Yeah, I think you'll like that one. I highly recommend it. I actually want to, moving forward on our Saturday XM show, just, you know, we have that one listener, and thanks to him for creating that Spotify playlist. I want to get those this whole list just incorporated into our Saturday XM show so that we can, you know, coming back and going to break, we kind of have a little bit of an Easter egg, so to speak for our pod listeners. I mean, that's the very least they could do, especially if they're going to even attempt to try to get us to talk any football. (laughs) Uh, The very least they could do is just play only the songs we want to hear and play them kind of deep into each uh, segment too. Like if there is cuss words and go in and edit, get it them out manually. That's what your job is. You're the producer, play the songs (laughs) that we want to hear and don't tell us what to talk about. (laughs) Absolutely. I think the, what a job beat would be just great coming back from break. But anyway, what's uh, next on your list, James? All right. Uh, this one, not sure if you've heard this one, um, but this I'm going with a song off of Kanye West's first studio album, College Dropout, Two Words, featuring Freeway and Most Def. Have you heard that one? No, I have not. Not a big Kanye guy, and that point of view has been reinforced. <laughs> but, you know, I, he was, I do like some of his songs. That one is not one I've heard. Yeah, uh, this one... Uh, is just you know three really good verses in my opinion. Uh, I'm not always I'm not gonna always like I, I don't even want to get into no. Kanye's off off the mic exploits, but I'm not gonna stick up for a lot of Kanye verses. Like what I what I'm into with him more is just kind of uh, the creativity with like the beats and and everything like that, and just kind of how he continues to sort of change his sound, which is other than 808 and heartbreaks. I've pretty much liked all of his solo albums quite a bit, but, uh, yeah, this was an, a legitimate good verse from Kanye. He might not have written it. I'm not sure, but, uh, obviously good verses from most F and freeway on that one. Uh, it's a longer track. It's like almost five minutes long and, uh, I'm into that and that's, yeah, that's what I'm going with. And man, I hate to say it, but it's, might not be the last time during this countdown that Kanye's name gets brought up. Sorry. I, I apologize all right. to all the Kanye haters out there. Um, I'm not but even I, a hater. I actually really love Watch the Throne, but just oh, never yeah. got into it. I mean, it, yeah, it's I'm able to separate the like the art from the artist. Like it, it's to me it's just kind of once it's out there as art, like I think it's you can love it even if you don't like the person. I mean I've I like I like movies that are directed by really terrible people and uh I like music that are <laughs> that's that's written and, and rapped by some terrible people and I'm not even saying that Carl or Kanye is a terrible person, but like I mean I, I definitely think that you can you can like a, a song by an artist without necessarily thinking that artist is, is the greatest 
personal life. Yeah, I think that's well put. And I'm sure some of the artists on the list have done some things that, you know, that we don't know about that are pretty shady. So, yeah. I mean, I, I root for all kinds of baseball players who I'm sure do terrible stuff when oh, they're yeah. not playing baseball. So it's it kind of comes with the territory. Look, we're all flawed. All right. But great stuff, James. We appreciate it. We will be back on the Roadwire Prospect Podcast brought to you by FanDuel next week. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's U-N-I-F-Y-D healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.